the title is uh, The Battle is in Our Mind. So, as believers, uh, we are in the war, church. And whether you realize it or not, whether you want to engage or disengage, you cannot escape, escape from the truth that you are in the war. In fact, we are in the spiritual infinity war, an ending war that is happening in our mind. We have, if you look up to the screen, we have real enemies, we have with real weapons and with real plans. And the plan of the devil is clear. The Bible says it's to steal, kill, and destroy life. Life in this context is not life in the heaven, but life on earth. That's the context. Amen. So um, the wrestle, the wrestle or the struggle of spiritual war is not happening, it's not happening in the heavenlies. It's not up there where the devil and the angels get together and fight each other. The angel represents us and the devil, yeah, of course the devil. And if the angel win and we get all what we want, what we pray for, but if let's say the devil win, the heaven is closed and we don't get what we want. No, that is not what the Bible says. That is misconception. And um, every scriptures that mention in the Bible that mention about spiritual warfare is always has this connection. Thoughts, mind. Thoughts and mind. The battle or the wrestle of our spiritual warfare, warfare happen in between your ears. Everybody say, in between your ears. And above your eyes. It's in our mind. It's in our mind. That's the battle. That's the battle. The place of our spiritual warfare is in our mind. That is why Jesus died on the cross and, uh, at, at, at a place called Golgotha. It is an Aramaic word which means a skull. It's a skull. So the battle is in the skull. It's in the brain. It's in our, it's in our mind. That is why the moment you are born again, we need to you got to renew our mind. You got to renew our mind because the attack happening in our mind. Amen. Say to the next person next to you, say to the person next to you, the battle is in your mind. And that's the message I want to share today. In just a few moments, we'll go deeper into the word. Let's see 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5. Verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. The weapon we fight, we are not with the weapon we fight with are not the weapons of the world, but they are mighty. Everybody say mighty. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Watch that strongholds. Casting down arguments. What is arguments? It's in the mind. And every pretension, what's pretension? Belief is in the mind. That self itself up against what? The knowledge of God. Let me ask you, where's the knowledge of God? It's in the mind. It's in our, it's in our mind. And we, take, and we take captive every thought, thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, what is stronghold? It's a mental block. It's a mental block. It's a mental battle that is contrary to the knowledge of God. 
It is arguments, reasoning, pretension. That is the very thing that the enemy, the enemy wants to influence is to mess up with your mind. So you have these thoughts, you have these arguments, you have this pretension, false belief. That is contrary to what the Bible says about God and about you who are in Christ. That is what the devil wants to achieve. So if you want to win the battle, you have to want, you have to win it, the battle in mind. Let me just put it up to you. If you want to win, if you have, you have to win the battle in the mind before you can win the battle in the flesh. That is our spiritual warfare. It's not something up there, but in here. Amen? Let me just show you the weapon of the devil. The weapon of the devil are lies, deception, temptation, condemnation, and accusation. He is a defeated foe. Everybody say he is defeated. He lose, but he is a worthy opponent. So if he lose, he can only just stop. Just stop. Because our God has won the battle. We don't start our battle from a losing end, from zero to zero. No. Or from an equal uh, status. No. We start our battle from a victory point. Amen? Because the devil is already a, de a defeated foe. But he is a worthy opponent. Why? Because he can lie to you. He can deceive you, accuse you, attempt. I know what you did last summer. He knows what you did, and he can lie and deceive you. That is why in Genesis chapter 3, you notice, the devil came to Adam and Eve, not with a pitchfork. You know what a pitchfork means? With something menacing. Very scary, no. He came to them with what? With words. Try to mess up with the thoughts. Did God really say that to you? That you cannot eat all the trees in the garden? Try to ask questions. No. He tried to really mess up with the thoughts. Amen? So be really careful with what comes into our mind. Through what you see and through what you hear. You cannot just simply believe that you, what's happening in your mind is the truth. Let me just repeat it again. You cannot believe what is, is in your mind is the truth. One day David committed a sin of adultery just by looking one woman taking a bath, right? He committed a sin of adultery and then murder lies, and end up broke all the Ten Commandments just because he entertained the sinful thought in his mind. In other words, in other words, we cannot be tempted by the devil for the thing that is not in our mind. We cannot be tempted for the things that is not in our mind. If you don't think it, you will not be tempted to it. Just because you think over it, oh, well, that is one sweet little girl up there. You can take, if you start entertaining the thoughts, you will be tempted for it. That's just the truth. That is the battle. Where? It's in the mind. Amen? If we understand this, then we can view, the, we can have a different perspective how you view a spiritual battle. Amen?
Let's see the next verse. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, believers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against what? The wiles of the devil. What is the wiles? Wiles is lies and deception. What is lies and deception? The devil just talked, came into our mind. Lies and deception. The power that the Satan has are lies and deception. If we have the truth, Lies and deception has no power. Am I right? Let me just repeat it again. If we have the truth, lies and deception of the devil has no power. But the problem is we are deceived. He distorts the truth as if it is the real truth. So the only way he can attack us by corrupting the truth, messing up with the knowledge of God in our mind. Let me just throw one thing. This is our mind. The devil will try to use what I call it lies, deception, what else? Accusation. I know what you did yesterday. And then um, condemnation, Romans 8. Temptation, I give you a sample, David. By giving everything that he can possibly give to you, mess your thought, so that in your mind you will have this stronghold. Against, what just now do I say? Against the stronghold, against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? It's simply everything about the gospel of God. No. The devil wants to want us to have this stronghold, wrong perception, wrong belief in our mind that is against the knowledge of God. That's what the Bible says. Amen. So lies is powerful, deception is powerful when it presents itself as truth. Lies is powerful when lies is perceived as truth. Deception is powerful when you don't realize that you are being deceived. And um, let me just give you an example. How powerful lies is in deception. He is a defeated foe, but with his talk, he can bring us down. You know, the easiest way for anyone to destroy a company Let's say you have this competition, uh, a company, a competitor. Okay, you want to destroy this company so that oh, you can monopolize. So the easiest way to, for anyone to destroy a company is not using a weapon or bomb like a terrorist, like ISIS, to bomb that company builds the building or anything, something like that. But to use lies, to use lie. Okay, um, how many of you eat Subway? Let's say. Subway is my competitor, and I want to destroy this company. The easiest way is not to give bomb, to send bomb. I can send bomb to Orchard, probably just one branch, one shop. But the easiest way to destroy this company is to use lie. Let's say the slogan of Subway is, it fresh Subway, it fresh every day. 
<laughs> Alright, I love my family, love Subway. So, but imagine this, imagine this church in, the, in your mind. Subway, fresh, with cockroach inside. I can use slides and put cockroach, take a picture, tweet it, I put it on IG, what happened to the company? That's it. I just keep repeating it. I just use other people to do the same thing. Oh, this time it's not cockroach. This is now worm. It will just damage the reputation of a company. Right? So, the devil can use all this to destroy the image of a company. The easiest way for the devil to destroy is use slice to image to destroy the image of God and the image of ourselves. The knowledge of God is nothing but God's image, who God is for you. And the knowledge of God is nothing but your image, who you are in Christ. Let me just put it down, write it down. The knowledge of God is nothing but who God is. Who God is. And who you are, where? In Christ. In God. That's the knowledge of God. Pastor Stephen just mentioned second chapter, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. The gospel, the knowledge of God is failed to those who are perishing. They are failed. They are blinded by the God of these ages. But to us, where we receive the gospel, we have, to us who are already know the gospel, the knowledge of God, the devil is not fail the gospel. It's not trying to blind our, 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 our eyes anymore. We already know it, but the devil can distort the truth of God in our brain so that what we think about God is wrong. How we view ourselves is wrong. Amen? So there are two things. The first target the devil wants to destroy is God image, who God is for you. And uh, the second image is who you are in Christ. Who you are in Christ. Let me just, okay. And um, let me just share with you, uh, in, uh, on, on one Sunday I shared um, about who we are in Christ. It's mentioned in um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 13. Who you are in Christ is basically, you can look it up, your Bible later on, 3 to 13. Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 13. Who we are in Christ is basically nothing but we are blessed with every spiritual gift. We are redeemed, we are saved, we are holy and blameless. Who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ, we are holy. We are blameless. We are redeemed. Verse 13, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit that act as a deposit to eternal inheritance. Meaning, your heaven is guaranteed. This is who we are in Christ. Let me just put it down here. We are safe. We are included in Christ. That we are redeemed. We are holy. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. This is what the devil trying to attack, 
trying to attack the knowledge, trying to attack the truth, trying to attack who you are in Christ. Amen? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He will, he will first steal the truth, distort the good news of the gospel, and then he will kill the image of God and your image in Christ. And if you fall for it, and worse still, you believe it as the truth, you don't realize it that at the end of the day, your life will be destroyed. You win, he win the battle, and you lose. Just because he distort the truth about God and about who you are in Christ. Now, let's just look deeper into the uh, Ephesians 6. This is Ephesians 1, the whole entire book, Ephesians 1. And then we end up in Ephesians 6 that talks about the armor of God. Let's look up here. The devil's target is God's image. Let me just fast forward our image. And Ephesians 6, verse 13. Okay, let's see the armor of God. This is interesting. The armor of God, okay, verse 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, it said when the day of evil comes, so it will always come. It's not if, but it is when. You may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand, stand firm that with the bell of truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet, fitted with readiness comes from the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. All this armor, all this armor of God do one thing in common. Do you know what's that church? It's to protect. Everybody say protect. Protect. This armor of God protect the knowledge of God. Protect the knowledge of God, the gospel. This is what the armor do. It's to protect our mind from lies, deception, accusation, condemnation, temptation about the knowledge of God, about who you are in Christ. The helmet of salvation, the helmet of salvation is nothing but to protect and protect about your identity in Christ, that you are safe. It's helmet of salvation. Protect your mind from the lies and the deceit of the devil about your salvation. You are safe. Hey, the devil can come to you. Hey, brother, brother, you lose your salvation. And here's the good news of the gospel. You are safe once and for all. Let me just repeat it again. You are safe once and for all. You are safe not because you title yourself a Christian. You are safe because you are born again. And, and, and uh, the, um, what do you call, the sign of that you are born again, you have this Holy Spirit. Amen. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit as a deposit to your internal inheritance. So our inheritance in heaven is secured because you have the Holy Spirit not because you are a Christian. So our, our salvation is for sure. There are a lot of deceptions about this. Uh, the devil always throws at us, oh no, we can lose our salvation? Church, let me say this to you once and for all, it's very clear. If your obedience cannot grant you salvation, let me repeat again, if your obedience cannot grant you a salvation to, the, to heaven, what makes you think this obedience can make you lose your salvation? If your obedience 
you do this, you do that, you do this, you know that does not grant you salvation. What makes you think because of your sin just now make you lose your salvation? It is about what God has done, not about what you've done. It is for sure. The devil cannot come to us. If this, you are weak about the knowledge of God, the devil can come and lies about it. As simple as that. In where? In your mind. You can lose it. You just did this. You are not worthy. But if you are strong, you understand about the knowledge of God, who you are in Christ, you are secure. Amen. The breastplate of righteousness is just to protect you from, from the accusation of the devil. We are righteous. The peace, the bell of, the bell of truth is to protect you from the devil come to you to strip you down about your old life. The feet, the shoes of peace. And what else? The shield of faith is to protect you from the attack of the devil. If you know about all the truth, about the knowledge of God, you are secure. That's why the Bible says, hey, guard your heart with all your mind. Because out of it flows your life. Your life. Because if you don't protect your heart, you don't protect everything, your heart, your mind, is your cardia, is everything flows from it. Your action flows from your, from your heart, from your mind. The devil comes, can come and attack your heart and your mind. Amen? Everything that the devil wants to attack is the knowledge of God. Amen? Are you clear up to this point? I have 10 more minutes and uh, I want to go very quickly to my last point. The devil's target. The first one is God's image, your image. The last one, the devil wants to attack is the area that is not covered by the armor of God. What is the area that is not covered by the armor of God? Anything? Anyone? The armor of God only covers the front of the soldier, but not the back. And this is the opening from the devil. That, is, that, that becomes an opening for the devil to come in to attack. It's not covered. Hey, this dude, the back is not covered. And the one that protects and covers your back is your brother. Just look to your brother, sister. The one that covers my back and protects my back, it's you. Okay, let, let me just give, me, give you some... Illustration. Ask Danny to just come forward. All right. This is my Captain America. <laughs> All right, church. So the, the Bible says the armor of God only protects the front. He has the helmet. He has the breastplate of... I have to complete that sentence. Breastplate of righteousness. The bell of truth. The shield of faith. The shoes of peace. He got everything. The front covered by the armor of God. But what about the back? It's bare. The only thing that protects, the only, the only thing that protects his back is me. The one closest to him. Okay? This is what the Bible says. Okay? Uh, the third target, let me just give you first. The third target is he wants to attack the, flesh, the fellowship of believers with what I call it, with the offense, the weapon of offense. 
Let me just give you this illustration. If, let's say, I want to protect his back, I have to stand back to back, right? So, the one who can protect his back is the one who is close to him. It's not very far, but someone who is close. But the closest I am to him, the higher chance I can rub his back, show his back, right? And, hey, 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 don't go. I, 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 mean, I don't mean to hurt you. I mean to protect you. That attack come from that direction. Please go that way. He don't, sometimes he don't understand my intention. I didn't mean to hurt you. But that's what will happen. Okay, thank you. Just give it up for my Captain America. So are you team Captain America or team Iron Man? All right, Iron Man. And uh, the devil see this as an opening for attack. All right. He throw a seed of offense in their mind. You hurt me, bro. But I didn't mean it. And he create what I call it a civil war. Right? <laughs> a civil war against each other. So Iron Man against Captain America. He didn't mean it to hurt Captain Iron Man, but that's what happened. And this is interesting. The Bible say, Proverbs 18.19. Proverbs 18.19. A brother, Proverbs, sorry, Psalm. Psalm 55, verse 12. All right. Psalm 55. The person who can you... The person who can hurt you the deepest is the one that's very close to you, someone who has fellowship with you. Psalm 55, let me read it. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I want enjoy sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walk among the worshippers, the one who hurt me the most is the one back to back, close against, uh, close with each other. And um, let me just repeat, uh, proceed to Proverbs eighteen nineteen. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. So this is what the devil did. You get offended, and a brother who is offended. It's harder to win back again. Harder to win back again. He is just like a strong city. What's a strong city? He put up a wall. A stronghold in his way, in his mind. Why? Because I'm hurt. I don't want to hurt again. Don't come near me. That's when the enemy attacked. He threw in a seed of offense. That's the weapon. The last weapon that the enemy tried to attack is not covered by the armor. It's called the weapon of offense. To destroy the Avengers, make a civil war, throw an offense. And the truth is, what the Bible says, what the Bible teaches, Jesus says, it is impossible that no, offense, no offenses should come. Luke chapter 17. It means... It is impossible for people to live together and not being offended. 
you will be offended from time to time. This is reality of life. I got to protect his back. This is reality of life. I, I didn't mean it, but that happened. That is reality of life. In other words, you will be offended or you will offend other people. But the truth that set us free, you and me, is what the Bible says, the Word of God says, you have to release forgiveness. Amen? You have to release forgiveness. We have to release forgiveness. And this is what the Bible says. One brother came to Jesus. How many times I need to forgive my brother? Seven times? No. Seventy times? No. How many? Zero times. Oh, <laughs> you got to release it. Seventy times seven times. Meaning, calculated, 490. Cool, church. 490 times. That is in a day. That's Luke Gospel said, in one day. So it put it into perspective, meaning you have to forgive your brother in three minutes. Every three minutes in a day, given you don't sleep. You have to forgive. You have to forgive. Only then you'll be set free from the weapon of offense. It's no choice. If you come to a church, you will be rubbed against each other. If you not, if you do not want it, stay at home. But that's what that is not what the will of God. For you and me as believers, we need to protect each other. There's time that we hurt each other. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to hurt Pastor Stephen, for example. It could be simple thing. Robbie, I don't want to schedule you for three weeks because he didn't say it. I want to, he want me to rest. But because I didn't hear it, I get offended. So meaning I'm useless in mine. So church, Release forgiveness. We know aware of what the devil comes at you with lies, deception, condemnation, temptation, and offense. And we know that only the truth that, has us, that will set us free. Amen. Let me just close with one verse. Philippians 1, 9-11. This is what Paul prayed. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more. What? In the knowledge of what? In the knowledge of God and discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Amen. Let's just stand up together and just come. Amen. Father, we thank you, God, that though we are in the spiritual warfare, we know that you have won the battle for us. The devil is a defeated foe. He is our opponent, but he is defeated. He can only come to us with lies, deception, accusation, and damnation, but we know who we are in Christ. We are blessed, we are safe, we are redeemed, we are holy, no matter what we do. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The devil may come and attack us about the knowledge of God, about who we are, but I want to stay firm in the Word of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Church, just because of this weapon of offense that the devil, that the devil throw at us, 
how many people, how many churches split because of offense? How many brothers and sisters that have left the church? Not because they couldn't find God, but because they are offended. They are offended deeply. Either misunderstanding or genuinely mistreated. Offense is what the devil uses in the spiritual warfare. And it happens in your mind. And if you want to set free from the offense, the only way out is the word. To release forgiveness. To bless that brother again. To come to him again. I watch your back again. Father, just speak to us, okay? Holy Spirit, just speak to the people in the church. It is impossible for us to not get offended. But it is the will of God to forgive. Father, let the forgiveness that comes from you come upon our heart, okay? to release to our brothers and sisters. We want to forgive. We, will not, we do not want to fall into the trap of the devil and get bitter. But we want to get better. What you do with the offense in your heart, in your mind, will determine whether you live a life full of abundance or hold you down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I ask Pastor Stephen to just close.